The Politocrat is brought to you by the great people at Anchor. Anchor is such a great place to go if you want to get started in podcasting. And it's easy and it's free. Anchor, marvelous stuff, marvelous. And I'm so grateful to the folks at Anchor for getting me going with The Politocrat. If you want to get going and be heard on Apple, on Spotify and everywhere podcasts can be, Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Sunday, May the 3rd, 2020. And I hope that you are well as May begins to develop, we shall see how this month unfolds. We are going through this, but I'm going to revise what I've said in the past. We are not going through this together. We are not going through this together. Some of us are sacrificing a whole lot more than others of us are. Some of us are dying from this virus in far greater numbers and proportions than others are. Some people are walking the streets wearing masks. Some people are walking the streets not wearing any mask at all. We are not all in this together. We are not all going through this together. Some people have lost three, four, five family members, one family member, two family members, grandfathers, grandmothers, nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters, husbands, wives. Some people have lost all of their family. Some people have lost their mothers and they are three years old and they don't have a parent. They may not have a father. So we are all going through this differently. Some people are military families who are struggling. Less than 2% of the United States, for example, is serving in any military capacity right now. There's never a story done on them these days. It's always when they are on the battlefront where the stories come. Not about them when they are not fighting a war or when they are just at home or when their families are at home as they are now. Why doesn't a television camera come to their door and ask them how they are doing? In these times of a pandemic with their loved one or loved ones away from home serving thousands of miles away in Afghanistan or in Iraq or at a military base somewhere around the world. Just a thought before getting started today. Welcome back. Today, the focus, how to get your IRS Stimulus check. If you are in the United States, 
The chances are that a large majority of you, a vast majority of you, have not yet received your $1,200 stimulus check. Well, the purpose of this episode of The Politocrat is to give you ways to expedite that check or at least get into the process where you can speed up the check. Now, of course, what I'm about to say is not a guarantee that you will get your check within a couple of weeks or a month because it all depends upon who at the IRS is going to be getting this out to you and how quickly they do it. What I am doing is giving you ways, courtesy of the Associated Press and CNET, and also my own experience in trying this out as an experiment on the irs.gov website, into providing for you a way to expedite that $1,200 stimulus check to you. Now, I just talked just before the break about the military families who are sacrificing so much that less than 2% of the country who is sacrificing so much at the moment and has been for many years. Obviously, people who've lost loved ones have obviously have paid a great price, a huge price, a painful price. And military families have too. People who stand on voting lines for eight hours sacrifice their paychecks if they're hourly workers, sacrifice their health if they're on lines like they were last month in Milwaukee, where now close to 40 people have come down with coronavirus as a result. It's not exactly confirmed as to where they got it, but standing on a long line with lots of people for hours and hours doesn't exactly help. But that's what the Republicans, of course, on the Wisconsin Supreme Court and, of course, the state legislature Republicans wanted. And now you've got people in Nebraska gearing up for the same thing. Ain't that special. But I was talking about military families before the break and there is some important information for people who are in military families and people who are serving. This is from CNET. Those who, some of those who meet the qualifications for a payment for the stimulus check may need to act early this week. The IRS said supplemental security income and veterans affairs beneficiaries with dependents need to update the agency quickly to receive their full payment this year. Did you know that? Were you aware of that? Did you know that you had to update this information? By the way, you've got to update it by May the 5th. That is this coming Tuesday. I wonder how many people who rely on the VA, which is now stationed in Mar-a-Lago, were aware of this information. I really do urge you to listen to this episode if you are a veteran or if you know someone 
who has had a hard time with the VA or anyone who who is engaging with the VA because the VA has been a disaster lately for a little for more than just a little while. So please stay tuned to this episode because I am going to be going through some steps that I think will help you. So there have been some issues with accessing the irs.gov website. There have been some issues, and I'm just stipulating all of this before I get started. There have been issues where people have not been getting the appropriate and correct payments. There are issues and news stories in the Washington Post and elsewhere where there are families whose children didn't get the $500 that they were supposed to get, whose children didn't get any money. And there are these other guidelines that say, well, by the way, your children have to be under the age of 17. If those children are living in your household, none of them can be 17 or above. That's a little wrinkle that I think most people didn't know about. And that's a very rude awakening. I don't know if that's changed, if that has been tweaked in the intervening days. I also want to stipulate that Based on the Associated Press, their article from April the 30th of this year, How Do I Get Money from the U.S. Coronavirus Relief Deal? They say, and this is something that is well known, but I'm going to say it here. If your tax return showed that you earned up to $75,000 in adjusted growth income, adjusted gross income, you'll get a $1,200 payout. And of course, if you make more than that, up to $99,000, if your IRS tax return from 2018 or 2019, it's the last two years, but any year, really, then you will be getting some kind of money. You'll get less money at 99000 than you would if you made 75000 And everybody who made $75,000 or below last year will get $1,200 or are scheduled to get it. So those, again, some stipulations. Married couples will get their $1,200 that they're supposed to. And they will get that money and that money will start to decline once that married couple earns $150,000. And that phases out at 198000 So anything above $198,000, you don't get anything if you're a married couple. You will get less if you're making between $150,000 and $198,000. You will get less than $1,200 if you are in that bracket as a married couple. And as, as I said, children living in the household are supposed to, and I put that word in quotes, supposed to get $500 each for every child eligible. And turns out that you have to be 16 years of age or lower to get the $500. There are people who haven't been getting this money. So those are all the stipulations I want to make to you before I get into the process. How do you do this then? How is it that you can actually access this information. And for those people who do not have internet access, who do not have laptops, 
I suggest that you pass this information on to a family member who does have a laptop, who can do this, because it's difficult to do this, obviously, when you don't have a laptop and when you do not have internet access. Libraries are closed. Certainly, they're closed in this state here in California. And I would imagine that they're closed wherever you are in the United States, despite the fact that 31 states are reopening over the next few days. Just absolutely ridiculous. That's a whole nother story. But if you happen to have internet access, then this is what you need to do. And you have a laptop, this is what you have to do. Preferably do this on a laptop or a desktop. Don't do this on your phone. I mean, I don't think that phones are really the safest way to do this. They are eminently and easily hackable, as are anything, including laptops. But I think if you want to be safer when you're entering information, especially your social security number, you'd rather you'd be best and better served doing it on your laptop. So hopefully you have a laptop. So here is what you need to do. You go to irs.gov. That's the website. Type in the search engine irs.gov. And this is how all of this works. Once you type irs.gov into the web browser, you will come to a home page. You will see things like, and now this is as of May the 3rd, 2020. So by the time you listen to this, the homepage information on the IRS website might have changed. So I just want to also put that for stipulation as well. But as of Saturday, excuse me, as of Sunday, May the 3rd, 2020, which is the date at which I am doing this. Once you get to irs.gov and you type that in and you see the homepage, it will have eight tabs at the top of the page. An American flag will be the wallpaper behind those eight tabs. And you'll see get my payment, non-filers, enter payment info here, get coronavirus tax relief. You want to go to the tab, which is the second one down from the top on the left-hand side. It says get coronavirus tax relief. You click on that tab. Then it brings you to a page that says coronavirus tax relief and economic impact payments. Then what you will see are two things or one thing. You will see something there that says economic impact payments. And to the right of that, you will see a photograph of $100 bills. And you'll see Ben Franklin looking at you from those $100 bills. So where you see... That information where it says economic impact payments, next to it is the photo of 100, $100 bills. You know, $100 bills you'll see there in the photo. You will see underneath the words economic impact payments, a 
couple of words, a couple of lines of text. We have started sending payments to taxpayers, it will say. And then there will be two bullet points. The first one will say, do not call. The second bullet point will say, most people won't need to take any action. Then there will be a link that says, check your payment status. If you're wondering about your status about when you're going to get this check, because they've begun to mail out checks according to CNET and obviously according to the IRS webpage. The, there has been 122 million payments for a total of $207 billion that have apparently begun to be sent out or have been sent out by the IRS to the U.S. residents who meet the requirements for a coronavirus economic impact check. Now, for those who have not set up a direct deposit with the IRS, the revenue agency expects to mail up to 5 million paper checks a week. Now, this article I'm reading from, from CNET, is as of today, May the 3rd. It's by Clifford Colby, C-O-L-B-Y. Clifford is the common spelling of his first name. And it is from CNET.com, headline, IRS mails coronavirus stimulus checks for $1,200. Find out your payment schedule. So that's some background. Now, to get back to the IRS website, and right now you should be at a place where it says on the top of the website, coronavirus tax relief and economic impact payments. Further down, At the top, you will see economic impact payments. You'll see that photo of the $100 bills. And as I said, you'll see the two bullet points. And then underneath that, a link that says check your payment status. You will click on that link. Then you will come to a page that says at the top, economic impact payments. You will then see as you go down just a little bit on that web page, two segments. One with a photo of $100 bills on it. The other with a pair of hands on a keyboard. Underneath the $100 bills, you will see something that says filers, F-I-L-E-R-S, get your payment. Under the photograph of the hands on a keyboard, you will see non-filers. Enter your payment info here. So if you filed a tax return, Certainly, if you filed one last year, 2019, and you, or you filed one for 2018, you will have to go under Filers Get Your Payment. Now, if you haven't filed, and if you, if you weren't required to file in 2018 or for 2019, if you weren't required to file federal income tax returns for 2018 and for the year 2019 for any reason, including these following reasons, and they are on the IRS site. Your income is less than 1200 excuse me, your income is less than $12,200. You're married filing jointly and together, your income is less than $24,400. Or, like many people in the country who are without homes or in other economic situations that are very perilous, you have no income. So those are the three conditions the IRS lists. You're not required to file federal federal income tax forms for the year 2018 and for the year 2019 for any reason, including those reasons I just read out. 
That's what that proviso is. And if you have qualifying children under the age of 17, this is where that provision I just talked about earlier comes in. Under the age of 17, your children have to be under the age of 17 to get this money, this $500 per person. So I'm still talking about non-filers. And earlier when I talked about the military families who sacrifice and the veterans, this is what you really need to pay attention to. And this is the information that you must enter. What I'm about to tell you, no later than May the 5th. I'm doing this episode on Sunday, May the 3rd. And on Tuesday, May the 5th, it is the last day that those of you who receive Social Security Income or Veterans Administration's benefits can enter information. Here is the specifics on that. You have qualifying children under the age of 17 and, and you receive Social Security Income or VA benefits. You must enter your information in the non-filing area. Non-filers. Enter any payment info under non-filers. If you are a VA benefits recipient or you receive Social Security income and have qualifying children under the age of 17... That is what I am reading directly off the IRS website under non-filers. And if you do that, and if you qualify because you have those children under the age of 17, and you also receive Social Security income or VA benefits, you must enter your payment information no later than May the 5th. I would do it as soon as possible. Now, look, this again, I'm doing this episode. I'm recording this on Sunday, May 3rd. You have less than 48 hours now. If you are listening to this on May 3rd, 2020, you have barely 48 hours to do this. I would do this as soon as possible. Hopefully, when you're listening to this, it is not May the 6th. So non-filers, you will click. That information, there's a, a blue button that says non-filers enter payment info here. You'll click on that and you'll go from there. And when you click on that, you will see on the non-filers page, social security income and veterans affairs benefit recipients with dependents. So you again, you've got to have dependents. You've got to have children who are under the age of 17 and did not file a tax return in 2018 or 2019. So these qualifications are very, very important. You've got to read these things. It's very, very clearly laid out on the website. But a lot of people don't have computers or a lot of people aren't able to read. We have a lot of illiteracy in the United States. So... I'm going through this so that those of you who may not be able to read this, you may, you know, you may not speak English as your first language. 
There's only choices here for people who speak English and people who speak Spanish. Of course, there are lots of people living in the United States who speak neither language, who may speak Chinese or Korean or an African, uh, an African dialect or, or language, an African language. They may be from a part of Eastern Europe. There's all kinds of things. And the IRS has not put any information here in those languages which I think is actually not good, not helpful. So let me just go through this. Once you get to clicking on the non-filers section, you will see payment information. It'll say enter payment info here. That's what you'll see. Let me just say that. And you will see these two boxes that are kind of peach colored boxes. SSI and Veterans Affairs benefit recipients with dependents registered by May the 5th. If you have SSI or VA benefits, have qualifying children under the age of 17 and didn't file a tax return in 2018 or 2019. Use the non-filers. Enter payment info here tool below to register to have $500 per child added to the $1,200 economic impact payment you'll receive this year. Now, they don't tell you when you're going to receive it. They just say you'll receive it this year. You might receive it in September. You might receive it in October. You might receive it in December. I don't know. I don't know. They're saying by the end of the year here in the, in the fine print. There's also an advisory on the non-filers page that says, do not use this tool if you will be filing a tax return for 2019. Don't forget, folks, the deadline for filing has been extended. So if you're filing a 2019 tax return, if you plan to, you do not want to be in the non-filers page of the IRS website when you're dealing with getting relief from this stimulus package. Don't forget the deadline has been extended to July the 17th. Excuse me, July the 15th. July the 15th is the deadline. And you can check that as well. You can check that on the IRS website because of what's happened with this pandemic the original deadline for filing your taxes was to be april the 15th of this year but because of obviously this pandemic there has been a three-month extension so that on july the 15th that's the last day that you can file your tax return federal tax return that is for 2019 very important information. And then there's more information beneath that. All kinds of scenarios, it says, for using the non-fathers tool. You've got frequently asked questions. You've got a section that says who is eligible for the economic impact payment. And then it lists United States citizens, permanent residents, and qualifying resident aliens who have a valid social security number could not be could not be claimed as a dependent of another taxpayer and had adjusted gross income under certain limits. And then there's a whole load of other information. And then you will see as you continue to scroll, there is a blue box that says enter your information. And then there's a whole load of other things that you are going to need to do. Phone numbers, IDs, this, that, the other. It is a long process if you are a non-filer. It is a process that will take a longer time, perhaps, than you would like to file it. 
And I guarantee your check is probably going to take even longer to come back to you. When you're talking about, when you're reading on this website, it says that you may not get this until later in the year. I mean, we are in May now. People need relief now. People needed relief yesterday. We're in May. People needed relief in February. Last year, the year before. You get my drift. When I return, I'll be talking about those of you who are filing, what you need to do to try to expedite your stimulus check. Good sense, ill sense, cripple mankind. Dead kings, many things I can define. Occasions, buzz, lightnings, flutter your mind. In the sense of compliments, the color of time. Strawberry alarm clock with incense and peppermints. Welcome back to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. And again, today's episode is all about how to try to expedite your stimulus check. And what I am doing is explaining, and I guess as simple as I could try to explain it, how you, as an individual in the United States, based on eligibility factors, can access these websites if you do have internet connections and a laptop, and how you can try to expedite this check to the best of your ability. Now, after you do what you do, I cannot guarantee any more than you can that the IRS is going to send this check to you immediately or not. CNET is saying that the IRS has mailed out already now this or has started to mail out. According to CNET.com and according to the article by Clifford Colby written today, May 3rd, IRS mails coronavirus stimulus checks for $1,200. Find out your payment Schedule Now, they are sending out, according to Clifford Colby at CNET.com. That's the word, the letter C and then N-E-T dot com. The IRS is now sending out stimulus payments through direct deposit and the mail. See if you meet the requirements for a check and when you can expect to receive it. Some VA and SI, SSI recipients need to take action this week. And of course, I just spent uh, about 10 minutes or so explaining what the VA and SI, the SSI recipients must do this week. And don't forget the deadline for that is May the 5th. That's this Tuesday, Tuesday, May the 5th, 2020. And that would be under the non-filers section 
as I have just explained. And if you've missed that, please be sure to rewind this episode and listen to the first 10 minutes or so, or the first 15 or so, 20 or so minutes, as I went through what non-filers have to do to get this money. And hopefully it is expedited to them. So I want to now talk about those of you who are filers. Most people in the United States do file a tax return. Many people do. And so this will apply to you. This information to try to get you your check is something you should now be paying a lot of attention to. And for those who do not have internet connections um, who are listening to this, make sure that you get a relative of yours or a family member um, who may be in another part of the country or even another part of the world to help you out. In fact, if you are with a relative or rather if you are Since we have this physical distancing now in most of the world, in many parts of the world, certainly uh, across the United States still, even though, again, the 31 states are opening. I mean, what what mad genius uh, do we have, you know, telling us that we should be running back to our deaths? I mean, that's just really wonderful, isn't it? It smacks of Nazi Germany, actually. Nothing wonderful about it. I just want to say, if you if you have a relative or a loved one that you FaceTime with or Skype with or WebEx with or whatever video platform you use, you might want to spend some time going over this with them, passing this information on. You know, if you are someone who has a basic grasp of technology, um, I don't know if you would, if you don't have an internet connection, that might be difficult to do. But if you do have a telephone of some kind, hopefully you do. Um, please do tell someone who has technology, someone who has internet, that is a friend that you trust or certainly someone in your family to do this for you, to assist you because money is there for you, it's waiting for you. But the, the IRS will not do anything unless you at least check to see what's going on. They purportedly will send you this money even if you don't do a thing. But I don't think you should be trusting that, especially this IRS we got with this particular person in the White House. So this is the subject of this episode today. And bear with me as I go through for filers now what you need to do. Now, if you are just tuning in to this at this juncture, I'm going to go back. So you are a filer and you now want to Check and see what's going on with your coronavirus stimulus check that you're supposed to be getting for $1,200. You type in irs.gov, as I've said, into the web browser. You'll get the website homepage. You will see eight different tabs as of May the 3rd, 2020. As the day I'm going through this, that's what it looks like. They may change the, the face of the website by the time you get to doing this, by the time you get to listen to this episode. So you have these eight tabs as of May the 3rd, 2020. One of the tabs on that homepage will say get coronavirus tax relief. Click on that tab. And once you click on that tab, you will get to a page headlined coronavirus tax relief and economic impact payments. You go to where it says economic impact payments lower down on the page next to 
a stack of $100 bills that are photographed. You will see that there. You will see two bullet points underneath the bullet point that says most people won't need to take any action. Well, that's true, but we want to be on the safe side, right? To make sure. Check your payment status. Click on that link. That is right beneath where it says most people won't need to take any action. Click on that link that says check your payment status. Then you will see the headline economic impact payments. Below that, you will see the two sections. Filers, get your payment. Non-filers, enter your payment info here. Now, as I've said, I spent about 15 to 20 minutes talking about what the non-filers have to do. I've also made it very clear, and I want to repeat it before I do get into the filers, is that people, if they are getting Social Security income or Veterans Administration benefits, and they also have qualified children under the age of 17, you have to enter your information right now. And I'm saying this to you on May the 3rd. The information deadline is May the 5th. So please, if you are listening to this podcast episode right now, please tell people you are aware of who have veterans' Affairs benefits, VA benefits, Veterans Administration benefits. Please tell any of those individuals who have VA benefits and who have qualifying children under the age of 17 or have Social Security income. Better yet, anybody that you know who has SSI, that Social Security income, or has VA benefits, please just tell them that they've got until May the 5th, 2020, to go to the irs.gov website to the non-filers section under coronavirus relief. And please pass on this information from this podcast to them. Time is really of the essence. And in fact, you should try to help those individuals out. Make a phone call to them. If, If they're a relative of yours, Make a phone call to them and go over the phone with them, what their information is, and you enter it for them. That is what I would recommend to you to do. Time is really of the essence. And I don't know that a lot of people realize who, and there are a lot of people who get Social Security income. There are a lot of people who get VA benefits or don't, given the way the VA is being run these days. But look. The point is, is that this is information that can end up benefiting people, benefiting you with some money that's taxpayer money that you've paid. And you can get some of that back by doing these things. And if you're unable to do them, if you are someone with a disability and that disability prevents you from entering this information, then please, if you can, if you are able to get in contact with somebody, a friend, a trusted friend, a family member, please do so, so that they can help you. Please do so. It will might be the difference between you earning an extra $1,200 or more or less than and, and earning and getting nothing at all. Now on to filers, get your payment. So on this same page underneath... Economic impact payments, that's the page you should be looking at now on the irs.gov website if you are following along with me. 
you will see a stack of a $100 bills, a photo of that. Ben Franklin staring at you, balefully, oh, with a hint of contempt, a slight contempt on his face. Underneath that photograph, you'll see Filers Get Your Payment. And the point of this section is use the Get My Payment application to, one, this is bullet points, check your payment status. Bullet point two, confirm your payment type. Direct deposit or by mail. Enter your bank account information if you want to for direct deposit. If you, we don't have your information and we haven't scheduled your payment yet. So here's what you do. You click on the blue box that says get my payment. Now you will see the words get my payment at the top of the page. Then it will explain to you, check on the status of your economic impact payment. This application will give you information about your payment status, your payment type, whether we need more information from you, including your bank account information. You may need your 2019 return if you filed it and your 2018 return. The data on this site, it says below, is updated once per day overnight. So there's no need to check back more than once per day. You click on get my payment. Then you will see something that says this government system, this U.S. government system is authorized, is for authorized use only. Kind of foreboding with this uh, <laughs> all capital letters with, with the word only supplemented with, a, <laughs> with a, an exclamation mark. And then it gives you this advisory, unauthorized use of this system, blah, blah, blah. You click on OK. You click on OK. And once you click on OK, you will see another area. It will bring you to, again, a headline that says, get my payment. And it will say, if you need additional help, please visit the frequently asked questions page. All fields with an asterisk are required. So what you will first notice beneath that is your social security number. That's where you have to enter it. There will be a space for you to enter your SSN, your social security number or individual tax ID number. You enter that in. That is required. You cannot skip that. You have to. It will not let you go any further and it will not let you process this if you do not have that information. So make sure you've got your social security number or your individual tax ID ready. You enter that information in. You enter in your date of birth. You must do that. It will not let you go through if you try to continue. If you click the continue button, it will not let you go through. Then you enter your street address. Listen to this very carefully. What I want you to do when you enter your street address, I'm having problems saying that word. When you enter your street address, if you are someone who has an address, if you are someone who is fortunate enough to live under a roof, and quite frankly, if you're fortunate enough to live under a roof and you don't have some violent man in that home with you, I want you to pay real close attention to what I'm saying now. Hit the caps lock button. Put your keyboard on caps lock. And I want you to enter your address, obviously your street number, but I want you to enter all of your street, your apartment or house, your city and state, 
all in capital letters. This is something that helps lots of people because it gets them to the next stage. If you enter your street address in lowercase, you probably will not go any further. You will get some message that says your information has not been verified or something like that. So please do this. I've tried this as an experiment. I've tried it. I experimented with it beforehand for the purposes of this episode. And I deliberately entered in my street address with all capital letters. And once you do that, you will be able to get through. You'll enter your zip code, postcode, and you'll be able to get through. And what it will say and what it should say is, is that if you are eligible, it will say at the top, the next page will say, once you've clicked OK and continue, it will say need more information. You are eligible for this payment. We do not have enough information to direct deposit your payment at this time. So if you want direct deposit, this is the step that you need to go through. And on this page where it says need more information, there will be a blue box that says enter bank information. Then you click on enter bank information and then there is an area where it will ask you for your bank information. It will ask you for your tax returns. If you are one of those individuals who is skittish about entering your personal bank information and why should anybody not be skittish about that? I mean, there's lots of people who don't care because lots of people have come to the conclusion, well, we don't have any privacy anyway. And they would be right. But the point is, especially given this IRS and especially given the guy in the White House at present, you may have extra reason to be apprehensive about entering any of that kind of information into this website. So if you have the luxury of saying, well, I've got direct deposit, but I'll wait. I'll wait for September, October, November, December to get this $1,200. Then by all means, don't bother. Because what it will say underneath enter your bank information is if you would prefer to receive a check or cannot provide us with this information, and that means information vis-a-vis your bank, we will mail your check to the address we have on file for you. So if you know that the IRS already has your address because you filed before and because you have not changed addresses in the last at least two or three years or four years and you have filed with them, then you don't have to do anything. This is only if you want to expedite that check to you and you are eligible. And I've read out the requirements about eligibility earlier. So you're only going through the filing section if you want to get your check through direct deposit. And goodness knows, since the IRS has already been doing this according to CNET, then you should be getting, once you put that bank information in, if you're comfortable doing that on the IRS website, I expect you'll probably get that 
stimulus check for $1,200 or for whatever amount it might be, you might be getting that very soon. I'm not even going to say how long because I'm not an IRS employee and because I don't want people saying to me, well, you know, you said it would be this long. No, 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 no. You're going to get it quicker than someone who has elected to go with a check. And if you get the information here that says you are eligible for this payment, we do not have enough information direct deposit and you're comfortable enough with trusting that you're going to get a check from them in the, within the next millennium, <laughs> then by all means, do not do anything else. If you are someone who is concerned about privacy and even though, yes, essentially nothing we do now is done in private anymore, which is really a horrible place to be in, but we are in that place. And you're a privacy individual and you are very skittish about putting in this personal information into this website, by all means, stop right where you are and do not travel past go. Do not travel past enter bank information. Your job is done. All you need to do is sit back and wait. If you are in a privileged enough position to be able to do that and economics are not a factor for you, finances are not that much of a factor for you, or at least they're not going to be that, that much of a factor, then sit back and wait till November for your check. Wait till the election. I mean, that's probably when these things are going to be. I mean, they've got this guy's name on them, right? Donald Trump's name is on these checks. So you might be getting an October surprise from him with his name on it. Just in time for November 3rd, when you're voting. Would anybody put that past him? Your stimulus check is arriving. You only applied for it in May, but it's, uh, it's going to be here October the 28th. November the 1st. November the 2nd. You might get your check with his name on it in the memo section. And that might be the calling card. Will you vote for him? Because his name's on the check that you might get six months from now. I mean, seriously, exactly six months from now is the general election in this country. For those of you, you know, this might have slipped by you and it almost slipped past me. This is Sunday, May the 3rd, 2020. Exactly six months from today is the United States presidential election, the general election, Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. I'm telling you, if this check comes to you on November 2nd of this year and it has his name on it, <laughs> everything this guy does is political. It's for his own political benefit. <sighs> anyway. If you are someone who wants to enter your bank information, then you click on enter your bank information and you go from there. What you will see is additional things like additional verification information. It will ask you for your adjusted gross income. It will ask you for whether you owed a refund, whether you received a refund or whether you owed money. These are mandatory categories. Then you will be asked to put in your refund amount or the amount you owed. Now, Congress has told us that even if you owe taxes, this stimulus payment will not be 
something that has any connection to any tax you owe. So if you owe a bunch of tax, no matter what it is, if you paid tax or if you owe tax, we are told by Congress and I think by Mnuchin of all people, the foreclosure king of California has told us that your $1,200, should you be eligible for it or whatever money you're getting will not be affected, will not be cut into, will not be subtracted, for example, from any outstanding tax that you may owe. It is interesting that they're asking you how much you owed, though. I mean, if that doesn't discourage some people from entering that information, I don't know what will. But it's mandatory. You've got to enter it. If you owe tax or if you have owed tax, you have to enter that information. If you've had a refund, you have to enter that information. And by the way, again, the fact that you have a, a re, if you have a refund, the fact that you have a refund coming to you, say you've already done your tax for 2019 and you're not filing it yet. Well, you probably would have filed it if you need that money. You probably filed it a long time ago. But let's say you haven't. Because you've had this pandemic really affect you in really profound and sad ways and really horrible ways. You got sick from this virus, perhaps, and you've not had the time or space to even think about getting your refund because you're so sick. Unfortunately, you might be in the hospital. You might be in a really serious situation. You might be in agony going through symptoms. You can't be tested. How are you going to focus on trying to do your taxes whether you're using one of these programs or not using one of them to help file your taxes. Well, you can put your refund amount in there and that will not take away from this $1,200 check. I want to make that absolutely clear to everybody. That's knowledge based on what I know from what Congress has said, what Mnuchin has said. Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, a.k.a. the King of California foreclosures. Then below that information about the additional verification, now this is for the filers, there is something that says direct deposit information. You will want to enter the routing number of the bank, the bank type, what kind of bank account type do you want it in, savings or checking? You have to reconfirm that routing number and it goes from there. And, and that is you done and dusted once you've gone through that. So thank you very much for listening to this information. I'm going to take a break now. I'm going to come back. Just a couple of the news stories that have been percolating on this Sunday.
Magnolia from John Bryan. That's from the soundtrack to Paul Thomas Anderson's 1999 film, Magnolia. Welcome back to The Politocrat. I hope that you found the IRS breakdown that I did helpful. I really do, because this is information that a lot of people may not necessarily be aware of. And a lot of people in the United States do not have computers and do not have access to the internet. Many people in this country, and again, there are probably a good 100 million, if not more people, do not have internet access, do not have computers. And there's lots of people who do not have a home, do not have a roof over their head, do not have an apartment, do not have, you know, that we we seem to forget that, some of us. So I, I hope that this information was of use to you. And if you have internet access, obviously you'll be able to listen to this podcast and you can download it and you can pass this on to people who do not have homes. You can at least convey the information to them perhaps. If you can. People who are not, who are sleeping, you know, rough. There are homeless people who have a right to this information. If you work with the homeless... You can help them. There are dead people getting checks. That was reported in the Los Angeles Times last week. Dead people are getting stimulus checks. In fact, lots of them are. Lots of them are. So, I mean, this is something that I hope you find a benefit. If you know people who don't have computers, if you have relatives who don't have access to the internet, who don't have online access or anything like that, please do convey this to them because there's money waiting for them. Now, I don't know how long it will take, but there are steps that you can go through that will show this. By the way, what I'm going to be doing, for those who do have access to this podcast, I will be, uh, or certainly access to my Twitter page, which is the popcorn R E E L on Sunday, May the 3rd, 2020, I will be tweeting some of the screenshots of what that IRS webpage will look like when you enter certain parts of it for the purposes of what information I've been giving you the last hour or so, so that you can at least look at these pages, at least as of May the 3rd, 2020, And follow along from there. If that is a visual aid for you that may help you, then good. If you are someone who has sight and can see and you are able to see, then you will find that to be of help. If you are someone who is not able to see, then what I would recommend for you is to have somebody read out to you what the website looks like. And listening to this podcast may also be of benefit to you. So you can hear what I'm saying and someone can actually go through with you on their own computer, if they have one, the steps to help you out. You can get money. I mean, these billion dollar companies had no problem doing that, did they? And they even, after being shamed, they returned the money. Now, if you didn't shame them, if you and I and others did not shame them, they'd still have that $10 million, that $10 billion or whatever it was that they stole from the mom and pop businesses. So that's a postscript to 
the conversation to the um, last hour or so. And I hope again that you found it to be of help to you. Headlines now, just a couple of them on this Sunday. For those of you who are interested in what's going on, just a few select things that I have come across here over the last few hours. Speaking of the conversation that I've just been having with you, Americans without bank accounts must wait for federal checks. This is from the Associated Press. Aaron Morrison, today, the 3rd of May. Now, the article just goes to talk about a lot of people who don't have bank accounts. I just said a lot of people don't have online access and have internet access. They don't have laptops. And then there are people who may have those things, but they don't have bank accounts for various reasons. Economics, poverty, the systemic things that, whether it's systemic racism that forces poverty onto people who are black, onto people who are Latinx, whether it's enslavement that brings on these conditions so that black people have a 500-year deficit to the average white person. White people have that 500-year head start. So that's the context in which I'm reading this article, at least a small portion of it. The title again, Americans without bank accounts must wait for federal checks. This is by Aaron Morrison, Sunday, May the 3rd, 2020. Quote, I live check to check, and right now I need more groceries. Smith, that's, this is Akil Smith, A-K-E-I-L. Akil Smith, 35, told the AP as she, stole, as she stood inside Payomatic, a small check cashing store in a predominantly black Brooklyn, New York neighborhood. And of course, a lot of these pay cashing, check cashing places, payroll checks, those places are placed in black communities, in Latinx communities, in predominantly poorer white communities. To smooth the delivery of payments, the government launched an online portal for people to provide their banking information for direct deposit. But that system offered nothing to people without savings or checking accounts, which is why I said to you, if you're someone who your economic, well, I mean, this applies to people who have a dire economic situation too. If you don't have a checking account, if you don't have a savings account at all, do not, and you are a filer of taxes, do not worry about entering any bank information. Don't do it at all. Just don't enter the information because you obviously don't have it. You will have to wait for a check. And hopefully in the meantime, you can open a checking account if it's possible because lots of checking, uh, lots of banks now aren't requiring a minimum balance to be kept. There are some banks that do, but there are some that don't. I would recommend for those of you listening who may not have any kind of bank account, what I would recommend to you is to open a bank account with a credit union. They are stable. They are the best, I think, whether you have a lot of income or not. I would recommend a credit union to you. I think that they are stable, they are good, they are pretty darn safe and solid, they're insured, you know, they're they're not ripping people off, not the last time I've checked, you know, it's usually those other big banks, and you know who they are, I'm not going to name names, 
that are the ones with CEOs who are making billions and trillions of dollars more than their workers and uh, are basically screaming at them, let them eat cake, let them uh, choke on cake. So it's up to you. But I would recommend you opening an account at a credit union. And there are many of them you can just type up in the search engine if you are so fortunate to have a computer and online access. Type up credit union or federal credit union or credit union in your search engine and you should be able to get a wealth of credit unions and then you can decide from there. So the bottom line is is that this is where you know five million paychecks are being paper checks for this stimulus bill are being mailed every week. That is what's happening. So you know, hopefully, you will get yours sooner, not in November, just in time for the election with Donald Trump's name on your check. Hopefully, you'll get that say in the next few weeks, maybe before October. I don't know when these things are going to be reaching people. I just hope that people get this money. And that when they do get it, they're able to access the money. And you get charged. You go to these um, places. Some of them, some of these checking places do charge you a monthly fee. They do all kinds of things. So those are decisions that people have to make. And here's another thing I want to read from this article. Some of these services, these check cashing places... They are predatory. This is like the 2007, 2008 financial crisis all over again, where you had people gouging mortgage rates and gouging information and financial services industry gouging predominantly black and Latinx people. And then you had this huge crash with these interest loans and all this kind of stuff. Low interest loans, countrywide mortgage, yay. You know, we know what happened with that. So this article that I'm talking about, Americans Without Bank Accounts, the AP article by Aaron Morrison of today, May the 3rd, says one piece of it says here, look, listen to this. Some of those services, which I said, the check cashing places that are mostly in black and Latinx neighborhoods have been criticized for being predatory and marketing to black and Hispanic communities, which are disproportionately unbanked. Roughly 17% of black households and 14% of Hispanic households were without a bank account in 2017, compared with just 3% of white households and 2.5% of Asian American households, the FDIC said. Cy Richardson, the vice president of the National Urban League said here, banking is a social justice issue with the potential to widen America's racial wealth gap. Black America's economic destiny exists on a razor's edge right now, Richardson said. That is part of a, I think, a very good article here from Aaron Morrison. It's called Americans Without Bank Accounts Must Wait for Federal Checks. Now, the other story, two other stories today, Tara Reid was scheduled to make an appearance on Fox News Sunday earlier today, this morning, very early this morning, by the way. And it was actually supposed to be an interview that was going to be taped, actually was going to be taped this past Friday 
on the day, of course, that Joe Biden went on Morning Joe. And what Tara Reid was going to do was tape an interview with Chris Wallace. It was going to be obviously a satellite interview given physical distancing rules. And so she was going to Tara Reid, that is, who made these allegations against Joe Biden, that Joe Biden had um, raped her in 1993. She was going to make her case, uh, who tell her story and then uh, and answer what Joe Biden has said on Morning Joe this past Friday. But she canceled, citing death threats that she and her daughter were getting by the hundreds, by the thousands. Tara Reid getting death threats. And you wonder why women don't come forward. In a Washington excuse me, in a Wall Street Journal article dated, I think it was Saturday, May 2nd, or today, Sunday, May 3rd, 2020, Tara Reid says that she had to cancel because she was getting so many death threats. She said that her physical safety was in jeopardy. She felt that it would be too much of a risk. She decided not to do it. And I don't know if she had to come to the studio or she was going to be invited in or whatever. It may have been a satellite interview, but she felt the risk was too great. She canceled the interview that she was going to do with Chris Wallace on Friday. So that will be rescheduled at some other time. She promises in this article in the Wall Street Journal that she will respond to Joe Biden. Hopefully it will be when it is safe enough to do so, because there is a lot of poison on Twitter right now, isn't there always? Listen to this. Uh, Governor Whitmer, uh, thanks so much for, for joining us. I want to start with these protesters who entered the Michigan Capitol building on, on Thursday. We all understand people out there are feeling the economic pain right now. Uh, but what did you make of the protesters with firearms inside the state capitol? I know some Democratic lawmakers expressed concern and fear even. Yeah, well, you know, we know that people are not all happy about having to take this stay home posture. And you know what? I'm not either, but the fact of the matter is we have to listen to the epidemiologist and our public health expert. And displays like the one that we saw at our Capitol is not representative of who we are in Michigan. There were swastikas and Confederate flags and nooses and people with assault rifles. And that's the very, you know, that's a small group of people when you think about the fact that this is a state of almost 10 million people, the vast majority of whom are doing the right thing. And that's why we've seen our curve get pushed down. We've saved lives in the process. And we have to keep listening to the epidemiologists and experts and not listen to the partisan rhetoric or these political rallies or, or tweets for that matter. We have to keep doing the right thing, the next right thing. These protests came after President Trump uh, tweeted, uh, liberate Michigan. He tweeted, quote, the governor of Michigan should give a little, put out the fire. Uh, He said that these are very good people uh, about the protesters um, that were featured in the video, to which the executive director of the Jewish Democratic Council of America, Haley uh, Sofer, who is from Lansing, Michigan, she compared those comments to President Trump referring uh, to those marching alongside neo-Nazis in Charlottesville as very fine people. Is that how you see these protesters in that vein, in that extreme? Well, some of the outrageousness of what happened at our Capitol this week, um, you know, depicted some of the worst racism and, and awful 
parts of our history in this country. You know, the Confederate flags and nooses, the um, swastikas, the, you know, behavior that you've seen in all of the clips is not representative of who we are in Michigan. And the fact of the matter is, I mean, we're in a global pandemic. This isn't something we just negotiate ourselves out of, and it's a political matter. This is a public health crisis that has taken the lives of over of almost 70,000 Americans, has put 30 million people into unemployment. We've lost in the last 24 hours almost the same number of Americans that were killed on 9-11, and that's just in the last 24 hours. We need to listen to the expertise in our um, institutions of higher learning, in our health system, uh, and make decisions that are going to protect the lives of everyone. Whether you agree with me or not, I'm working to protect your life if you live in the state of Michigan. I'm going to continue to do my job regardless of what tweets come out or what polls come out or what people think that is, you know, makes sense. We're going to listen to facts and science because we've got to get this right. That is Governor Whitmer today on Jake Tapper's show on CNN, the State of the Union. And you tell me who the pro-lifer is here. You know, who you tell me who the pro-lifer is. Is it the people with the nooses and the swastikas and the rifles who are armed to the gills? And they have their Confederate battle flags. These are flags of enslavement and flags of traitors. And they've got swastikas, the flag of Hitler, of Nazis, of Nazi Germany. Are you, are you telling me that they're the pro-lifers? Are you really telling me that? Or is it Governor Whitmer, as you've just heard, saying, I want to save lives. I am having these stay-at-home orders so that you can be safer, so that you do not get to be at risk from catching this virus and dying. Since my state in Michigan, she is saying, has the third highest amount of deaths in the entire country. I think I know who the pro-lifer is here. And her name is Governor Gretchen Whitmer. The other People are part of a death cult. One mistake I think that the governor makes, though, this doesn't represent Michigan. Well, it does. Because Michigan has had a long history, like a lot of, like all the other states in this country, a long history of racism and enslavement and white dominance and violence against black people. So, and Native Americans, let, let's have it right. That absolutely does, you know, yeah, maybe not every single person in Michigan is going to run out there with a, a rifle and a freaking noose. But don't forget, can we not forget that Renisha McBride was killed in Michigan by some white guy? through his screen door, shot her six times at least in the stomach and in the face, through her heart. Are you kidding me? This happened less than 10 years ago. And after two trials, they finally convicted this guy. This is freaking Michigan. This, it does represent Michigan. You go look through, you go study the history of Michigan 
and how it's treated black folk over the last century or two or more. And you tell me whether or not it represents Michigan. These folks carrying freaking nooses <laughs> and bloody, you know, Confederate battle flags and swastikas. You tell and, and rifles. You tell me if, if that doesn't if that doesn't represent Michigan. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat.